Okay, then. good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. Now, today is Monday, the uh, the 9th of um, October, and uh, an incredibly volatile and eventful day on Friday, which I'll explain in just a second. And we just want to raise a couple of kind of important uh, elements uh, to not not just um, not just the price action itself, but some of the narratives around that price action and the reason for um, or perhaps the lack of kind of reasoning behind the the, the volatility that we've seen. Now we've got our own um, understanding and expectations in terms of what happened. Um, so let's break it down for you in a little bit more detail. Then let's start, of course, as we always do. Good morning, everyone. Apologies, we had a few little technical issues this morning, but. Um, I uh, hope you're all keeping well and you had a good weekend. Yeah, let's get back into these markets now. Um, sometimes you uh, you end up sitting back uh, in these markets and just watching, you know, some of the price action evolve and, and see to what extent markets can be, uh, I suppose, ultimately manipulated. And it's quite impressive, but we, it comes with some downsides. So let me explain in a second. Uh, that's our risk warning coming up the screen. In terms of a quick introduction behind this particular session, um, all probably with traders, they need to consider which markets to trade and, and probably more importantly, why are you trading those specific markets? And then it really, it's down to your levels in terms of where you enter these markets consistently, where you exit, uh, where you place your stop loss, um, how you, I suppose, um, not just manage risk, but also manage each trade with successful outcomes. So all of these are very, very important. Um, it's a part of the whole trading trading process, um, and there's a lot of education on each of these uh, areas in our um, in our education that's available in your members area. Um, so we address these from a live trading perspective. We address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms, and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, and discipline uh, with our capital, and uh, be patient as well. There's times in which you know all of these things are very very important. Okay, so let's start with a review of potential market moving news, and it's really all about last Friday's non-farm payroll number. So um, we, we, we hopefully made it last week in terms of what was happening with the dynamic behind these four major job numbers. So I just whipped through them really, really quickly. We won't go over it again. But Joel's job openings, we had a positive news event. We had very, very negative price action. Uh, on Wednesday, we had ADP numbers. A negative event, very positive price action. So a complete uh, switch on the back of ADP. Uh, on Thursday, we had unemployment claims um, actually coming in in line with expectations. And although there was a little bit more sort of bullish momentum, um, broadly, not much progress made, I think it's probably fair to say. And then all eyes were really on last Friday's non-farm payroll. And look at this number again. It's it, it, it's it's crazy in terms of uh, how these analysts come together with these numbers now. Um, obviously, one of the major uh, economic um, uh, sort of data points with regards to the uh, relevant or relative uh, strength and weakness in an economy is its its number of employed people. They all pay into tax, they all raise revenue for the government. 
Um, and um, what, what these figures are telling us is actually the, the jobs market is really, really strong. And uh, we've still got unemployment rate of 3.8, which is um, pretty close to uh, full, employ full employment. Uh, those that don't have jobs um, perhaps are not likely to secure jobs for, for a whole variety of different reasons. Um, but look at the actual headline number. Um, you know, nearly nearly double what was um, expected. And this is a, in, in stark contrast to the ADP number. So private sector jobs, you know, seem to be um, reducing at a quite alarming rate. But the government fig figures regarding employment seems to be expanding at a very, very alarming rate. So you've got this conflict that's that's kind of driving this this type of sentiment. So for us, on Friday, it became a no-brainer trade to try to sell these markets. Um, I'm talking about the U.S. indices, talking about um, looking to get into the dollar strength trade. And although we saw an initial and and just just on this point, there's something interesting with the bond markets as well. They're kind of supporting that sell trade. Um, more broad um, and the uh, oh, here we go um, the difference between the 10 year which is the longer term um, uh, treasury note you, you're kind of up at these elevated highs and in terms of inverted yield curves we look at the near the near term treasury yields which are, are good broadly accepted representation would be the two-year treasury note. And we're seeing that inversion, we're seeing it narrow all the time. So we're literally um, 28, 29 basis points away from closing that, that gap. Um, so inverted yield curves suggest that there is, um, every time we get inverted yield curves, we do get a recession. And this is what these, these markets are, are, are trying to fight. And we do have support in our analysis from these bond markets. So let's see. Did we get a corresponding move uh, across the equities? Well, the answer is no. Um, we, we got the initial move was very, very bearish. And we, we were live when this was going on. We wanted to let this bearish run move. Um, and then we saw very impressive uh two four six hours of continual buying now we know that these financial markets are manipulated to a great extent now this is a really good example of that type of manipulation coordinated buying this is what it seems like there's if you if you notice there's very little um uh news reporting on uh, that, that we can see in terms of headline uh, reasoning for this excessive buying off the back of a very, very bearish news event. Now we get these from time to time. It doesn't throw us off the fact that our bias is still to the downside, by the way. Um, it is pure manipulation. It's probably coordination from Wall Street to actually, um, you know, pump these markets. Uh, you've probably heard of the pump and dump. This is this is what it potentially is in real time. You're seeing a market that should, for all, sort of from a 
an understanding perspective move lower, but you're seeing coordinated buying and relentless buying as well. It's 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 six hours of just a pure a pure um, clearing out this market completely. All a lot of those buyers are now not in this trade to the downside. Uh, sorry, a lot of sellers are no longer in this trade to the downside. And look at the gap to the downside. This is the S and P five hundred. Same across the board. Even if you look at the euro dollar. Um, look at on the hourly there's these gaps exist across all of these markets now does that move us the, 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 do we get any kind of um does it put us off the trade you've got these gaps sitting in all of these markets um but what we wanted to be clear is that when you experience heavy manipulation and unfortunately you know we were in a series of of correlated trades um we were very comfortable in those trades and we we had to experience this kind of price action. Um, so just to clarify, and we had this bullish move across the board and it was it was pretty coordinated and it was pretty much everywhere. So so our bias is still very much to the downside. We don't want to take our eyes off the, the potential for further downside moves. Um, that's what we'd be looking very, very carefully at. So our trade plan is going to be geared around. Um, we have long spikes from from Friday's price action to the downside, big strong reversal candlesticks, and now it looks like we're getting that sort of more comprehensive rollover to the downside. So we just wanted, to, and if you if you look at a lot of the the stories they're they're really around the middle east we're getting a very significant boost in in oil uh off the back of we were talking about the potential to start buying and we gapped up considerably higher now it's coming off the highs so when there's fear and anxiety around you know the production of, of oil these markets can react really um quite aggressively and they did and a lot of these gaps are obviously out of hours trading so you get that corrective move once the once the market moves up and there's nothing you can really do about it unless you're in that trade from Friday. And that would be a very risky trade to be in because um, they could easily be five, 10% lower. Um, so commodities, we've got these gaps all over the board and that's just because of the, the, um, the strange trading that we saw on Friday um, and gold, Certainly a strong bounce of these lows. Again, we're talking about this market. Ex exponential move to the downside. We've drifted sideways for three or four days. And instead of starting to make that move 1834 and start to break higher, which we I think we would like to probably be in, we've kind of gapped up. We've gapped up um, 15, $15. Um, so... So with this type of market manipulation, we, we from a psychological perspective, there, there's, there's no point sort of blaming anything or anyone. It, it's just the, the conditions. Um, now, it's very risky for this monopoly, um, this type of uh, coordinated uh, buying to come in. You know, they are potentially exposing themselves to the downside. It's just how much strength does the market have 
to to reverse Friday's buying aggressively. Uh, it just puts that doubt in your mind, and and that's really why they do that sort of coordinated buying uh, at, at at very key and important times. And we spoke about this on Friday, and we said the likelihood that they would be doing that would be probably quite reduced because of the non-farm payroll and what that means for for interest rate hikes. And then when we started to see the pullback, we were sort of initially, right, okay, we're, we're getting this sort of coordinated buying. Uh, and we what we, uh, we, we were anticipating, when would it stop? And um, it was just relentless on Friday, just relentless, relentless buying. And um, not a lot you can do about sort of situations like that. So today it's important from a psychological perspective that we don't go chasing uh, the few losses that we experienced on Friday. We, we, we use stop loss for that purpose, to, to be out of that trade if those prices move against our, our direction of bias, which is very clearly to the downside. So we just have to adapt to these new conditions. But what's important that we don't do is we don't go chasing losses. We, we, we make sure that we, we still have a decent understanding in terms of what to do and how to do it. And um, that doesn't really change. And there's some markets that are slightly better than others. And we've got to build in, there's a certain um, market behavior around when you see these major gaps. And we're seeing these gaps across the board, uh, even the pound yen. Uh, look at the gap on the, on the, on the hourly. So we, we haven't even closed those gaps yet. So we've got a bit of work to do, but I think our, our bias is, is, is pretty clear. It's pretty straightforward. We're still looking for, for rollover to the downside. We think Friday's buying is likely to unwind. Um, it comes with its risk warning, I think is probably the fairest way to say. So could we have a situation where we've gapped to the upside and we still maintain some bullish buying Yes, if that manipulation continues, then yes. But at some point, there will be a realization and we will get a downside move. And I'd like to think we would probably be all over that. So we have to navigate these gaps. That's probably the near-term concern. So in terms of our trade plan then, just to, uh, just to clarify, um, Friday, we were still looking for further risk off market conditions as we await us non-farm payroll job numbers so we were expecting you know a, a still a very strong jobs market and we got that we got far more than we probably anticipated we were the analysts were saying 171,000 jobs we said if it was around 200,000 you know that would still be a really quite strong jobs number and we'd still maintain our bearish bias in these markets and that means uh further us and and eu Indice weakness, so um, further downside for the DAX primarily, and further dollar strength. So this is the correlation that we'd really been focusing on last week, and uh, in terms of a late day move, complete manipulation, complete reversal in our fortunes in those trades, and um, now we have to sort of, you know, start again really, um, but we do so from with a clean slate. You know, there's no point, again, from that psychological side of things, you know, trying to reconcile this too much. Sometimes you just get out and out manipulation and um, there's not really an awful lot you do. And the, one of the reasons why they do it is it puts the question in our head in terms of um, it clears out the market technically. So it creates um, 
some more volatility when they take stop losses out as prices push higher. Um, it adds more momentum to the upside. Um, and you, you're always sitting on the sidelines waiting when, when that will fiddle, you know, will that will uh, play out. And um, the prices that those that reversal achieved on Friday were really quite impressive from a coordinated buying perspective. So actually our trade plan is not a million miles away from from what it was last week, believe it or not. We just have to navigate these these uh, these gaps. Um, so we're still looking for, yeah, for risk off market conditions. Um, and I, I don't think we need to be too distracted by, you know, what's going over in the, in the Middle East is, is awful and the, the sort of mini invasion of Israel um, by Hamas and the, the, the dead and the fact that they've taken uh, hostages now and, and you've got the Israeli army, you know, I think there was something like 1,100 dead now uh, as a result of that excursion and it's just, it's a human tragedy, but for that to be, it seems to be reported to be the sole responsibility for, um, you know, this, the stock market price action on, on Friday. Um, and it, it, the reporting suggests that it's pretty much ignored the bullying, the bullish bias on Friday. And it's actually say the fact that these markets are corrected lower is, is, is to do with, um, you know, the conflict in, in the Middle East. Um, don't really buy that particular narrative. If, if, if we, if we just move this screen on, you know, it's far more important that we get risk off, you know, as far as the US economy is concerned due to this hawkish, sticky inflation, um, higher rates for longer sort of narrative that's that Friday's price action tried to squash. Uh, I don't think it will do. So that risk off trade, we're still looking very carefully at the indices lower, dollar higher, higher bond yields. And that commodities, we've had a little bit of a bounce. We've had a gap higher in these in these commodities, so a bit of a short term correction. But this is the narrative. It doesn't really have the impact in the Middle East. Don't think it's going to take center stage. Um, as difficult as it is from a human perspective. So it's interesting to see some of the press sort of narratives around these sort of market conditions. For us, it's really due to these um, US. So we're still looking for risk off market conditions um due to higher than expected us non-farm payroll job numbers and what that means for fed higher rates for longer Okay, so that's pretty much kind of our, our, our overview, so to speak, and uh, we're still looking for further US-EU indice weakness that can remain the same, and we're looking for further dollar strength. So we, we kind of have, I suppose, our understanding in terms of what we want to do in these trades. Um, uh, I suppose it's worth just putting in here 
Right, okay. So, so right. Apologies, guys. We're just um, we're just wrapping now. So today's trade plan. So our market summary is that we're still looking for risk-off market conditions due to higher than expected U.S. non-farm payroll job numbers, um, and what that means for Fed higher rates for longer narrative, which actually emboldens that particular narrative. So we're looking for further US and EU indice weakness. We're looking for further dollar strength. Um, we're not trying to uh, aggressively um, uh, chase any losses from last Friday with that massive um, sort of coordinated buying. We're actually looking for further sell trades in these markets due to um, the, our, our kind of understanding. So it's, it's a different mindset philosophy. And just be mindful of significant price gaps across most markets. And we have to try and navigate that as carefully as we possibly can. Okay, so let me post that into the chat box, guys, and we'll, we'll switch rooms now. So any questions, uh, do feel free to let me know. Um, we'll, uh, we'll shift that along. Our bias is still very much, our narrative is still very much around this kind of risk-off, hawkish Fed uh, narrative, which... Um, we would anticipate since the last FOMC that we've really only got further downside in these markets, except um, we have to sort of navigate Friday's little bounce. All right, and guys, uh, you might have some questions. If so, just post them into the chat box and we'll, uh, we'll answer them before we close off. But on that note, thanks very much for joining us as always. Um, we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session. And we're then back again at lunchtime, 12.45 for the US trading session. So. Feel free to join us for those if you can. For more information, just go to livetrading.com and do feel free to connect with us through there. So on that note, guys, take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.